musicians. You're, are you a musician yourself too? I am not. My business You're partner, not. Richie, is. I am ah. not a musician. Uh, I've been around the music world my whole life. I had a record label. I managed singers. I did insurance for athletes and entertainers. But I, I myself have no musical ability other than I think I can sing very well by myself in the car or shower. Yeah, so you are a musician. Um, you're just a closet musician. I got it. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I understand. I appreciate that. That's so cool. Um, yes, and and yeah, you're you're all about the music industry. That's fun. Uh, all right. So as we get ready to dive in, before we go into talking about <laughs> keys to fortitude and strength, and what you do, and 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 how your whole vision works, you've got you've got such a great track record. One of your your YouTube channels, thirty three thousand subscribers on it too, um, and you you got some. You got some great depths to you. Those visionaries who are newer to the process or they're still they're still humble enough to recognize that working in the fundamentals matters. What are three books or resources that you recommend? Three books or resources. Um, you know, the book that I have based a lot of everything I've thought of for the last 26, seven years on. And the book that I bought more of and given away is called the law of attraction uh, by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And so, you know, that's something that I've just, you know, live by reread every few years and recommend everybody um, read at least once. Um, You know, in addition to that, um, on that same you know wavelength is I've personally been to about 23 Tony Robbins UPW Unleash the Power Withins. Uh, I made an employee benefit. I brought over 200 plus of our recovery unplugged employees and I stopped counting, but some of my friends that have been with Tony for as long as I have, have told me that I've personally brought over a thousand people in the last 23 years to um, UPW. I've done 19 fire walks personally. Um, and I like to joke that prior to my accident, I was in an accident. I was in an explosion uh, <laughs> and I was in a fire. But I like to say that fire walking is safe and empowering. And the barbecue uh, tank that exploded on me is dangerous. So barbecuing can be dangerous and fire walking is safe. That's my view of the world in <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you you have experience on both sides of that. So that makes sense. So are we are we going with those two or did you have a third you wanted to drop? Yeah. So I have a third. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, last December to to get to meet and spend a little time with Sylvester Stallone. And we talked about how uh, throughout my life, um, as I was growing up, as I was building my businesses and especially when I was in the ICU uh, in the in the burn unit, um, Rocky. One through six. Um, at this point in my life, Rocky Six is my favorite um, a, a movie for many reasons of inspiration. Um, you know, it ain't how hard you could hit. It's about how hard you could get hit and keep moving forward. I have that on my wall. I have it signed by by Sly for me. Um, when I was growing up and prior to that, uh, Rocky Four, uh, you know, was my favorite for, for multiple reasons of the idea that you know, overcoming obstacles, no matter how big they are, physically, metaphorically, uh, psychologically, you know, and and also knowing that one thing about all the Rockies, people could call it cheesy, but there's always a montage. But the montage represents the work. You don't just get to to hold up the trophy. You don't just get you know to win. You actually have to do the work. 
And I think that that's extremely important that, you know, a lot of people may have forgotten in the social media world that we live in today, where you may just see a result, but not what it took to get there. Well said. And I, I love that because it doesn't condemn the fact that people highlight the results. You know, that that's, that's called gratitude. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, it can feel like, man, I'm, I'm worthless. Uh, man, I'm not accomplishing anything. Look at how easy they were able to do X, Y, or Z. We play mind, we play, we play games with ourselves. And I love that you mentioned a movie as one of your resources. I'm a huge fan of movies. And in fact, it was probably three months ago now, three months ago, I watched the Rocky series. Um, oh. <laughs> I was looking for, you know, again, I was like, man, I'm, I'm ready to, one, one reason why is Netflix was pulling it off on Netflix. Okay. Um, so that was, that's always my inspiration too, for getting into the movies I want, but part of it was because the kids of the, too have watched him, um, since they were little. I mean, I got videos of, um, when my boys were younger and now my daughter as well. Uh, and then I was fortunate that when I got to meet Sly, my son, um, long story, make it short. Uh, he got to ask in a room full of people that, you know, some were professional journalists. He got to ask Sylvester some questions, which were recorded and then used. Um, you know, he was only 14, wow. um, 15 now. And so, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing to, to see that. That's amazing. And again, there's so much power when you can take the, when you can see how the principle or the virtue or the integrity of the hard work is applied in somebody else's life it becomes a little bit easier to be able to apply it in your own life. So I'm a big fan of learning through all sorts of different experiences. Uh, Vision Pros, write those resources down, maybe look them up and we're gonna go to a break. We'll be right back with Andrew Sosin's Vision. All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Woo, what's up? And welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I am stoked to have Andrew Sosin on the show today. He runs a program called Recovery Unplugged. We'll get to that in just a minute. The, the mindset skills that he has, the abilities to help people overcome their challenges and pursue greatness, the ability to touch both sides of life. Um, is a superpower that I rarely come across in terms of leadership development. Usually uh, the leader has come overcome something and moved into something greater, but they may be focused on either the how to get to the greatness or how to overcome. And Andrew's got that unique gift of being able to teach, talk about and expound on both realities, which makes him very universally applicable in terms of being a mentor. So I'm very excited for our session. I'm going to hurry through the sponsors because of that. Even though they're great tools, I really want to make sure I maximize my time with him. So <clears throat> there is Sean Lechuga from The Wellness Shop. Just go check his episode out. If, you've, if I've given goodness to you and value to you, I highly recommend going and listening to him talk about what he does or catching what I talk about in other shows about how great his vision is and company when it comes to holistic wellness. We're going to move over to Melissa Gray and the Law Spot. Same thing. She also came through and was on this show and what she's doing to help businesses with legal matters tremendously. If you're already protected, fantastic. Move on. If you have not protected yourself, you don't have legal counsel, consider giving her a call or checking our episode and seeing if she might be the person to help you. We're going to move right into the water project, though. I will never forget or slow down when it comes to talking about the water project. Um, people, there, there, there are millions of people who do not have access to clean drinking water. 
and I have it in my other room. I have it right here beside me. It didn't take me hours or miles of walking to go get it. There's people in Africa who the water project supports and they are walking three, four or five miles just to get to an unsafe clean, uh, unsafe drinking uh, or, or sorry, unsafe. What am I trying to say here? I'm so excited. Um, source of water that could hurt their family, not help or their school. And they're missing their education. They're missing work because of it, et cetera. And we are able to create, uh, help them create a borehole well or a sand dam in order to help them have access to drinking water, it can have a generational impact on these individuals. Um, so if you're not in a position to financially give to the water project, my hope and inspire, I hope to inspire you to share this with others, to consider sharing the link um, or to consider tagging a friend on their page, not on mine. Um, go, and, go and give. There's 8 billion people in this world to help. And I feel like as long as I have the privilege of talking to this microphone, I need to do my best to try to make impact on those who uh, you know, are less fortunate than I am in terms of their resources. So if you know of a cause too that you'd rather hear us talk about or that you'd rather see us promote, just drop that in the comments. Let us know what you would like us to contribute to. Maybe it's a, fa a family's crowdfunding due to, uh, you know, a physical um, you know, or, or a health ailment. Um, maybe it's something going on in, in one of these other countries that is experiencing turmoil right now. Um, whatever we can do to support each other on helping the 8 billion, I'm all for it. Um, so send it our way, please. Now, without further ado, <clears throat> I'm going to bring Andrew on stage. You guys can go and look at the landing page. You can go and check out his story on LinkedIn and see his career history and, and all the past stuff. But I really want to talk to him about the vision today because uh, we got to maximize our time with him. So, Andrew, I'm honored to have you here. Um, thank you for all that you do on behalf of everybody who's looking for greatness and who's looking for hope in terms of recovery. I love your mission, man. Thank you. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yes, sir. Diving right in. What is the vision? What is your vision for those who serve? So, you know, for the people that we serve uh, from day one, it's always been not just to have, you know, help people through recovery, right? That's obvious, but it's to do it in a way that's both, you know, revolutionary, high quality um, experience that will provide a long lasting positive change for those that are seeking it. And it took a little while to understand what we actually were just doing, but that, that's my vision. Um, and that's the vision of Recovery Unplugged is not just to help people, right? Which we do, that's obvious, but it's to do it on a yeah. level that's going to be both different and long lasting because, you know, recovery is, is for life whether it's mental health or addiction. And so there has, you know, and it's not an all or nothing. So the idea is to have that positive change that can be built upon, you know, and it's just a stepping stone. There is no uh, cure or silver bullet to anything. Yes. I, I love that you mentioned the word experience. Um, and, and most visionaries um, forget the reality that they can create an experience, right? I can put socks on my hands, draw a smiley face and call it the Muppets, um, right? But it's not going to have the same effect or the same experience as when you watch, uh, you know, the actual Muppets movie and the comedians that get involved in that and the depth of, of you know, it's, again, it's it's not just about the activity. It's about the thought process, the virtues, the 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 whole creation of the process that goes along with it. And we'll, we'll I'll be picking your brain a little bit about that soon. But before we go into that, what is your vision for you? 
my vision for myself has always been to be involved in whatever is going to help people do more and be more for what that means. And so for the last 10 years of my life, you know, that's been with Recovery Unplugged. Um, prior to that, I've been involved in different uh, businesses, but also from an individual perspective, just always being there for people. And there's a reason why I've helped over a thousand people go through Tony Robbins UPW. There's a reason why I've personally given out over my last check, give or take 300 plus copies of the law of attraction, because there are obvious, the obviousness is, you know, somebody that comes that needs, you know, help right now with, with recovery. But the other part is just people that are, that are going through life that want and are, are looking for ways to do more and be more. Um, and that means different things for different people. So my vision for myself is always, how can I help assist in that? Um, knowing that just because I believe something is right doesn't make it right. But if I can share the resources that have helped me uh, with others, then it could potentially help them. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Tony Robbins has I Am Not Your Guru on Netflix, mm -hmm. right? And it's about there's a new opportunity for him with people like yourself who have been so many times. There's like a whole documentary opportunity with you and all the things that you've learned by being involved and around that culture from bit from personal development to recovery to uh, the personal training that goes on the business training that goes on that there's so much depth there I can only imagine I'm just going to hint at that I'm going to leave it right where it's at I hope, it's, I hope maybe, to, uh, huh? it's also led to if I just look at the the straight line or the the, the indirect lines of how I ended up here today right Absolutely. I ended up here with you because uh, you know, from the Tony world, I met uh, Dr. Peter Diamantis, ended up at A360, sat next to Justin, mm -hmm. who introduced me to you, right? <laughs> right. So I, I can tie into, look, there are always good, bad, and questionable people and thoughts in every single environment. I would say that the, the good has definitely outweighed the not as good in what I've met, who I've met over the last, you know, two plus decades in that world. Um, you know, my, my personal uh, coach, uh, Sean Callagy from Unblinded, I met nice. also at, at the UPW. So, you know, I, I've been able to to assist with that. I've also had some pretty outrageously crazy people and things that I've met with as well over yeah. the last two decades. And and that's part of life, which I it is experience. Absolutely. Uh, so with with that said, um, again, I think there's a great opportunity for them to do a docuseries and the people who've gone and gone and gone and gone again, um, you know, that reflect what's what's there. Um, but I also want people to realize that there's there's you've been around so many leaders. You've been around so many different mindsets. We are actually going to dive into that darker side first. What is the worst leadership experience that you've ever experienced? So. My realization that for a minute, longer than a minute, maybe even you know a, a year's period of time, it was the thought and expectation that those that work for me were, you know, had the same mm, vision as I did, and not realizing, right? This was it was naive, right? It was naive, yes. and I've done, I've now done this twice, so now at least I recognize it. Previously. In the in the call center that I helped build, and now you know, recover and plugged in the early stages, was that you know um, me and my co-founders' vision, right? Other people are amazing; they're great, but you know, this they're doing what they're doing because it's part of their job, 
And so not understanding the two, the difference, which I understand now and I have for the last several years, but in the beginning, it was getting frustrated with, you know, uh, just because I may want to work 70 hours a week. Well, I'm building something, you know, that I own a piece of. And, mm -hmm. and even when you're making a positive difference in people's lives, the expectation that other people would have the same enthusiasm 24 seven, 365 is me. And I, and, and that caused some challenges. I've now done that twice. And now I know and recognize and for the last several years, understand how much goes into what we do on a daily basis, dealing with saving people's lives and enhancing it, but also knowing that, you know, um, we, we now, you know, we built this from 20 people. When we started to, I believe it was 431 when I asked uh, this week, because um, I always get like a weekly total of how many team members we have and knowing that, you know, they're all incredible, amazing people um, that are doing everything they can, but it's a different perspective than what I or my co-founders would have. I love that. And I love that you attribute it to <clears throat> naivety, um, you know, and it, I would agree. It's it's so hard to to not to remember the path of growth, the learning curves that we've had in life, yeah. um, right? That led us to our dedication. Um, and so, when, you know, if I think back to when I worked at Sonic, you know, I have to remember, like, why did I work at Sonic? Did I work at Sonic because I wanted Sonic to be the best company in the world? No, I worked at Sonic because I wanted to date the car hops. That was it. <laughs> That's the only reason I applied to work there. Um, you know, that was my 16 year old mentality motivation to get the job at Sonic. Um, and so when people come into my company, if I expect them to have, you know, the same exact vision that I have for growth, then you're right. We, we end up setting ourselves up for failure in essence um, with those relationships. We also end up kind of disrespecting the relationship itself by not finding out what's your vision for being involved here. You know, well, why is it that you want to, to work with us and what's your vision for your life? Those are very important parts of first class business. And we bring people in and we don't have 431, but there is something else you said that I want to highlight for the visionaries. And that was that you get this weekly report of those who are working with you of the, you know, you have 430 team members, 431. You care about them individually. You know, they're valuable as human beings. Uh, Dr. Seth Yates, who works with me, he said, Jackson, how do you find these amazing virtual assistants? <laughs> and I said, well, <clears throat> I do find amazing people. They're not amazing virtual assistants. When I find them, we do lots of training to help them learn the skills so that they become amazing virtual assistants. But yes, they are amazing people. Um, mm -hmm. And it took me years of messing that up and not knowing how to show up for people and not knowing how to respect what people want to give and where they're at in order to overcome it. And I know you and I are not the only visionaries who have our blinders on, you know, initially and, and don't see over that hilltop and realize the opportunity there is to change. Let's move into the best leadership experience. If you want to come back to that, we will. But well, yeah, do you want, I mean, to, do you want to move into best leadership or do you want to double down on what we were just talking about? I think it goes hand in hand, actually, for me. Um, best leadership experience comes from the worst leadership experience that I've learned. And so there, there's, there's, I have two answers to this question, one personally and one professionally. So um, I'll tie in the, the professional one first. After realizing what I realized and having challenges earlier on, um, I, I turned that into, A, figuring out what those around me in the company, what their vision was specifically, right, which is different than mine. 
on why they were working and turn that into um, identifying several individuals that the world, their family, everyone had given up on. And they were ready to make a positive change, didn't know how to, not just like going through recovery and, and, and staying clean and sober, but both professionally as well. And so the best leadership experience for me over the last couple of years, if I look at our team today and I look at my leadership team, I look at the top of my leadership team, there are three people that nine and 10 years ago were in my program that are now leaders of this company. And it is absolutely incredible because it's not like they got clean and got a job. These are people that are now running divisions with dozens of people under them responsible for seven figures, you know, of bottom line that everyone had given up on. And it wasn't that we just took them to a seminar and empowered them, right? right. It took many years, but they literally have now built a, um, a career, um, a reputation, a positive one, and systems that they were able to learn and develop themselves. And again, 10 years ago, you wouldn't, you would have just walked by them and maybe dropped a dollar, you know, when they were on the street. And now, you know, they're, they're, they're married, children, uh, um, just amazing. executives. I mean, you, you've described executive behaviors. Oh, completely. And, and, but both personally and professionally, I'm, I'm most proud of what we've been able to do there because, um, and look, and I'm also you know, cognizant that not everybody that we've helped is, is, is um, still working with us right now because they got better opportunities. And yes. I get that. And, and God bless them. And I'm there to support them. I've always, I've said that since day one, you know, if you want to be on this journey with us, God bless you. I'm with you. And if there's something different that you want to do, God bless you. I'm still with you. Um, so that, that's what I would say. I learned that and was able to do that only because of the challenges and frustration that I dealt with, not understanding, you know, where people's vision was versus, you know, mine. Um, the other side of that would be, I would just say personally, um, there was an opportunity, uh, uh, um, I don't remember how years ago, a bunch of years ago, I was at a seminar, Tony Robbins seminar. I was volunteering on the crew. And there was a situation where Tony grabbed an amazing gentleman named Steve Linder, who owns NeuroStrategies and, and, and helped me personally in certain situations at NLP. And he looked over at me and he goes, Andrew, I need your help right now. You're in charge of these 300 people that are about to walk on fire right now. <laughs> Literally, I mean, you, you, you know. You're in charge of 300 people that are oh, walking yeah. on fire. That's it hilarious. It was one of those experience that, that you literally had to again i'd been around i had training but i never done that before <laughs> and so i was thrown into a leadership position you know i was young i mean this is i'm 40 i wasn't even 30 yet so i was yeah. you know probably 15 16 years ago and so i just i'll never forget that moment because it wasn't like i didn't know what i was doing i've been around the world for already yeah. you know uh eight or nine years but when when i was thrust into that right now it wasn't like in an hour from now it was like you have 10 seconds to walk over here they're gonna say go you're in charge of these people make sure everything works out well and it did and so partially for me it was it was the understanding that had i not had i just showed up 
that would have gotten horrible. But I had been around that. I had been learning. I had been to many seminars. I had listened to the training of if in this really less than 1% situation, you are asked to do somebody else's position, learn all the positions, right? That was the training at the time. Uh, I was able to do it. And so from a, from a leadership perspective, you know, it showed me that what proper planning and training, you know, having that here, you know, got thrown to the front right away. So that was the personal and, and professional um, leadership uh, experience that I, I was love seeing. those. That's we're going to expand a little bit on those. In fact, it reminds me of a resource from a friend of mine named Craig Hanley. Um, Craig runs a Fortune 500 company um, <laughs> and he wrote a book called Hired to Quit, Inspired to Stay. And that the concept of that book, which I just misspelled on the post, it happens, um, is very much in line with what you're talking about. It's that mindset of abundance. It's Tony Robbins training all these people knowing that he does not have to control the extent to which they're, you know, they go out in the world and do things. You know, you're not an employee. Um, you're not somebody who he felt like he needed to have as an independent contractor to do that. Um, he gave you an opportunity. You seize the opportunity. It probably enhanced y'all's relationship even further. And he continues to build his dynasty by respecting people in that fashion, giving people opportunities to belong, participate. And you, in the same same token, when you talked about recognizing that when it's time for somebody to move on, you can still love them. You can, in fact, there's an opportunity there to love them. There's an opportunity to help them on that transition even. Uh, and then you've taken people who, imagine if every business owner in the world had the skill set to teach, to have the patience, to have the understanding, to have the systems in place, to take all the people who are in between a rock and a hard place and turn them into executives. Like what would happen to our economy? It would, it would, it would grow immensely, you know, and also the, 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 the concept of even wanting to do that for others. You know, some people want, oh, well, I looked at this and they don't have these skills. Well, look, you have to have a basic knowledge of skill, right? You can't just have nothing. But in different situations, you know, one of the things that took us several years and a lot of money is putting the systems and policies and procedures in place so that we were able to do this correctly. Um, yeah. I'm and glad that, you mentioned the policies. We overlooked that as visionaries. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. It just... Had we like, you know, in our first three years of existence, doing what we did in our last three years, it would have failed miserable. It just wouldn't have worked, right? We were still figuring it out. We were, you know, we, we, we hadn't set everything up that we needed to. Once we had policies, procedures, standards uh, 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 that we're, we're always, you know, checking on, I was able to then take certain individuals, okay, you're going to train with this person. You're going to train with that person. I'm going to do some outside, you know, management consulting training for you. You're going to learn these things, but we don't, we can only do that because we had other things in place at the time. Right. Yep. Scale infrastructure, all of that, you know, you can be great at gathering apples. Um, right. But if you try to put 10,000 apples on top of each other in a bin, in a bin, <clears throat> the bottom apples are going to get crushed, smushed. You got applesauce without containers, um, you know, and they say one bad apple ruins the bunch, um, you know, and so yeah. having a system in place to orchestrate the protection and the health of each individual becomes extremely valuable and important. And that's how and you don't build the 430 people overnight um, and usually have any type of, of uh, sustainability involved unless you're Elon Musk, then then he's got superpowers. I don't. Um, so 
Yeah, and again, awesome. eight billion people in the world, there's going to be a couple that are able to do super human things that don't seem logical. And and I think it's you're important. one of them. I, I appreciate that, but I think it's important for people to realize the difference. Right? It's I've I've heard and had thoughts, and everybody has. Right? You see what somebody else can do, and that's inspiring. Right? You also need to understand. You know, there are certain reasons situations and things that you may not know of how that happened, what they had to do to get there, what they sacrificed to get there. And I think that, you know, just something that I see over and over again, and I hear about over and over again, you know, especially with younger people today, and even any age of people, oh, well, so-and-so is able to do this. Okay, great. You read an article, you heard something. What did they go through for the last decade or 20 years or 30 years, you know, to actually obtain, you know, what they've been able to do? So I think it's just important to understand that I know that anything is possible. I'm I'm a walking example of, you know, things that have happened that I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't even be alive. Right. I was literally blown up. Um, so I'm grateful to God and, 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 and to the ability to be here. But I also know that, you know, there are a lot of things that people have accomplished that you read the snippet. But there's a lot of things that had to have happened for that to work. Absolutely. Um, reading biographies of those types of individuals, or I like to watch the movies about those types of individuals as well. It helps you gain some some further insight into what they went through, and you still don't know the depths of pain and, and challenges that they probably went through. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned. I, I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just say on that, like I, you know, I watched the the documentary of Richard Branson right last year, mm. and then I got to literally go spend four days with him um, on Necker Island in uh, in march of last year and so yeah the documentary was great but getting to sit and talk to him for hours which is one of the most incredible things i've ever done over several days you, you get to hear again the documentary is a documentary it can only fit so much in a couple of hours yes. then you get to hear like what really was going on when the visionary and you know the person that's created so much that he has you know when he was up for you know, all night long worrying about losing everything. They don't always add that part, you know, of how right. close to the brink some people get. Yes, absolutely. Um, another documentary that I watched, uh, or actually it's just a movie um, based on a true story. It's called A 12-Year Night. Uh, I highly recommend watching it if if you're listening in right now because it's it's about the one of the presidents of Uruguay um, and how he had to go, they went to prison because they were, they were resistance fighters trying to fight for democracy. Um, and the challenges they went through in that prison before finally, it's very much a Nelson Mandela level story, um, but one that almost nobody's heard of. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal lessons to learn about leadership and dedication, um, which I'm sure you got a lot of those from Richard Branson when you met him and got to talk mm -hmm. to him. My question for you right now, Andrew, is if this were your absolute last chance in life, to share a powerful lesson with visionaries about from your experience, what would the last lesson be? The, the words that come to my mind is just keep moving forward. And, and I'll expand upon that, that, you know, um, there is no straight line. Um, I have never met anyone that's had the straight line up. And the idea is, and it's a hard idea, right? It's, it's understanding that whatever you're doing right now, that nothing is permanent. Success isn't permanent, failure isn't permanent, but moving forward is. And some people get stuck 
a lot of people get stuck. Visionaries get stuck. Entrepreneurs get stuck. You get stuck in, you know, the daily grind. You get stuck with finance. You get stuck with whatever it is. And the the, the concept that I've always um, adhered to most of my life, and then I have to remind myself, you know, twice a day, uh, literally, is to keep moving forward. Because when things are great, it is it is it is your obligation, in my in my opinion, to celebrate them, um, but not assume they're going to go on. And when things aren't going well, it's your obligation to know that you'll get through it, um, even when it doesn't seem like you will. So, you know, one of the, the, the reason why I've been able to do what I've done, go where I've gone and help who I've helped is because I just keep moving forward. Um, and it, and it is, it's an easy few words to say, uh, but, but living it and doing it uh, can be challenging. So that's why I, you know, every morning, every night, I listen to different um just different incantations, different people. Not a lot, you know, five minutes, less than three to five minutes every morning, every night. I write my gratitude journal, but everything is is geared towards the forward movement of everything. I, <clears throat> I'm going to let that mic drop sit there. Um, keep moving forward. Fantastic. Um, brilliant. I love that you tie it to the reality that, that, you know, our, we're in a constant state of change. Um, you know, the, the success won't be permanent. The failures won't be permanent. Um, and yet the opportunity to move forward can be, um, you know, something that we that we can gravitate towards. And I like that you talk about it's not linear. Point A to point B sounds so linear that it's easy to forget, you know, that if you jump in your car to get from point A to point B, you're going to have all sorts of stops, uh, turnarounds, left and right turns, uh, whoops. Um, you know, lots of things that can happen. Well, the same is true when you're trying to move your vision forward um, with a world that's resistance, um, I find, and builds our greatest strengths. Um, and sometimes it's hard to recognize um, and appreciate. But the more we can align with that, usually the happier or usually the more peace we can have in life. Um, that's what I found. So thank you for the thought. Um, I got to. We, I want to know um, keys to fortitude and strength. Um, that's the topic that we we named the show today. Um, I wanted to ask you about that. I do want to give some context. So uh, Recovery Unplugged, for those who are listening, is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment program that has both in-person locations in addition to online treatment strategies. Um, you're based out of Austin, correct? You are? So we have facilities in Austin, Nashville, DC Metro, and I'm based in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Uh, so okay. we have our you got Lake Worth. You got Northern Virginia as well. Yep. Yeah, the DC Metro, Northern Virginia area. Uh, and then as of March 1st, we will be opening in Charleston, South Carolina, and also Southern New Jersey. Um, those are our inpatient facilities for people that are you know in need of detox or residential treatment for drug or alcohol uh, substance abuse. And then uh, we have our online program. So, you know, one of the best things that's ever occurred since COVID, COVID was horrible. A lot of bad things happened. One of the greatest things that came out of it was the ability to help people remotely. So when somebody mm -hmm. comes to our program or other programs, right? If they, you know, had to get a DUI, got detox, they could come to our online program anywhere Right. We have people throughout the state of Texas, Florida, Tennessee, you know, uh, uh, Virginia, that come to our online programs, um, you know, on a daily basis. And then I'm very excited that also next month we are opening our first inpatient mental health facility here in South Florida. 
and then we'll do the same elsewhere because we have so many people that are battling anxiety, depression, and PTSD without abusing drugs or alcohol that our program, which is now you know 10 years, uh, 14,000 people whose lives we've helped, uh, and a seven-year outcome study from Nova Southeastern University showing why what we're doing is working better. Um, you know, there is no cure or silver bullet, but increasing the chances of success is what we do. And as you're scrolling through here, I think, you know, the two things that I think is, uh, is, is important to highlight is we believe in meeting people where they're at. And so there used to be this, you know, argument about medical MAT. And I've always believed in both MATs. And we're the only people that do both MATs, medication-assisted treatment and music-assisted treatment, which we came up with, um, because they both work together. And um, we created the first pet-friendly treatment center in America. So we have dog parks at every one of our facilities. Um, I ironically came up with the idea, and I'm allergic, severely allergic to dogs <laughs> and cats. So I now can't even walk into our facilities. I was at our facility yesterday for more than five minutes without having an asthma attack, but I was able to understand and see how beneficial it is for people to come to treatment with their with their pets. Uh, and if that's what's going to work, and it has, and we've got a lot of data behind that, then then we then then, then we'll do it. Um, yeah. So that you know, that's we went incredible. from just recovery and plug treatment centers to now recovery and plug behavioral health. And we're, we're really doing a lot more work on both the mental health and addiction side because we see what is working. Oh, it's so amazing. Um, and yes, I do see that. You know, it's funny. You get Greg Popovich or I can think I'm going to name him, his, oh, his assistant, who's Bud. Um, I think he's still, I think he's still the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, these, these individuals that are amazing coaches of the most elite, elite athletes and you put them in the room with a child and they're still some of the most amazing coaches um and they have this ability to transition the way that they go about it they, they have this super passion and knowledge for how to go about influence at different levels um and that is to me what uh, represents such the, the opportunity for those who are listening in you not only know how to teach people who are recovering and who are in great need i would say in many cases probably desperate need for hope and help. And you also have the unique ability to apply that at the highest levels of visionaries too. Uh, all, how much of that can we credit Tony Robbins and his organization for over those 23 years? I got to ask. I mean, it's invaluable. Um, you know, I'll take it a step back real quick and just acknowledge, yeah. you know, my first mentor, still my mentor, Steve Einhorn, my best friend's father, who when I was 14, you know, brought me to hear Zig Ziglar, gave me the tapes. Then Les Brown when I was 16, and he's the one that that brought me to my first Tony Robbins seminar uh, when I was in college. And so it was wow. the, the the starting point when I was a teenager of the idea of personal development. And he gave me my first uh, book, Thinking Grow Rich. Um, you know, that's where it started. And then through the Tony Robbins world, I've been able to build upon it with the Tony Robbins world and the Steve Linder world, and now with Sean in the Unblinded Mastery world. Um, you know, it's been it's been absolutely incredible. And and just on the basketball analogy, um, over the last couple of years, I've become good friends with Vin Baker, who has an amazing book, uh, God in Starbucks. You know, he went from an NBA All-Star to living under a bridge. He's now assistant coach in the Milwaukee Bucks. And he's, you know, working with Giannis and working with Lillard. And, and he's also got the Bouncing Back Foundation and works with us. 
So, so he sends people to us, you know, every month that need help and he's opening his own outpatient place in Milwaukee and he's able to take what he's done on the basketball court, helping the top, you know, basketball players in the world right now. And when he's not doing that, he's, you know, helping people in recovery at night. So, um, you know, just thought that'd be, a, that's amazing. No, I'm so glad. And to all these references, all these names, they all have stories. Most of them have documentaries and have systems that we can go learn from and pick up what you're putting down for us as a path and foundation. And even though we probably can't access your original rich dad, um, not that you necessarily had a poor dad, but it's that rich dad, poor dad story of the best friend's dad who was able to help put Yana on. Listen, I will say I, so I talk cool. to my dad every day. I love my dad. My dad was had the school of thought, go to school, get a good education, get a good job. And Steve was, don't worry about school, build who you are. <laughs> it sounds like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> well, it was. It was direct. I mean, I literally almost, I dropped out of college three times, and my wife, who was my friend at the time, kept re-enrolling me. Um, <laughs> well, I have a degree, but, I mean, she really got it. So, I, you know, I, I ran different businesses, always worked, commission only things, because Steve's got me on the mindset that if anything was going to be created, I would have to create it. I can't, I was not going to work my way into success. Um, I would work my way into success working for myself or building something myself. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's been it's been fantastic to have both, you know, my dad, Bob and Steve, you know, because um, my dad is also very logical and I'm not. So it's mm. amazing to have him in my life every day. Um, yeah. that, that grounding is necessary because you could get, you know. That's a key to fortitude and strength, I would say, is, is the grounding. And, and we're not all born and blessed with it. Uh, I love my dad. A um, lot of, lot of great things. When I am being dad at my best, I am scratching the surface of how my dad was at his best. Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. And most people know the, 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 know me know that my dad is the darkest of, uh, was the blackest of black sheep in the family. Um, and, you know, but there's so much good that can be learned from both experiences. There's honor to be had, um, you know, in that process as well. Um, those of those of you out there who didn't have a dad, um, and don't have a dad, find one now. Um, you know, if you're 60, find one now. Go yeah. find those mentors. Go find that tribe that's willing to help you. Go to Andrew. Call me up. Um, you know, ask me who's been on the show that you want to connect with. Incredibly important to know that. Men, and I love that I learned this in Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, I think I knew it, but like it was like, oh, now it's obvious. When Robert Kiyosaki said mentors love to mentor uh, <laughs> they're ready they're, they're they're just waiting for you to call them if you call somebody who you want mentorship with or leadership from they're going to give it to you and i also love that he said and and you know go pay for their dinner um you know take them out to lunch um they're going to want to pay for it they'll probably beat you to it um but do the things that help them understand you value them in your life Give to their charities. That's another thing I've heard to do is make sure to support their charities. It's amazing what can happen when you show up to give and you show up to give with the right people. But anyway, we're going to go back to Recovery Unplugged and, and what's there and, and people being able to go. And so the online treatment, uh, I'm not going to call it a facility, the online treatment process. What does that look like? Um, how are you guys going about delivering that? How do people sign up? So uh, we have 24-hour life-saving center, amazing people, 24-7, 365. We're open on Christmas. We're open always. So if anybody needs help, I'm I'm old, so I, I talk to people, so people can call at any time. But we also have live chat, 
you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. People can reach Recovery Unplugged at Recovery Unplugged on any one of the social media platforms or recoveryunplugged.com. And we have people, 24 hours, doctors that can do an assessment. Uh, and if someone needs help, whether it's, you know, they're struggling with mental health and just feel like they need more or they're struggling with alcohol or substances or a family member is, they call us uh, and we figure out how we can help them. And if we can't help them, we find someone that will. And that's wow. one of the things we pride ourselves on. Always have, always will. Oh, you know, I think 70% of the people that call us, we can't help, right? They're in a different state, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, but one of the things I will mention is as of 2024, most of 23, 24, we now are in network with every major insurance company, as well as uh, TRICARE for the active military, VA for veterans and Medicaid. So, you know, it took me several years to be able to do that, but the goal is to be able to help everybody where they're at. And I never wanted money to get in the way of somebody getting help. So we do give out scholarships as well, but um, we take every single insurance that's available uh, as well as what the military and the government offers. I love that uh, a lot. Um, I, I love to extend our conversation about potential partnership with some of sure. our programs as well and what's there. Um, I'm a big fan. I, when I was in the medical co-op program studying to be a pedi pediatrician um, in, in high school, um, my teacher told me I would never be able to be a doctor. Um, and he said it with love. He said, Jackson, you, you love people too much. Um, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to handle this. Um, you wouldn't be able to do what was needed when a dad comes in and says his daughter fell on the stairs, but she's got a ring imprint on her face that matches the ring on his. And, he, and I was like, you're right. I'd kill him. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. But I started thinking about therapy too. And like being a psychologist and I had the same realization for me. I realized I don't want people to feel like that to pay me to talk to me. Um, and so I then decided I want to be a teacher like he was, uh, like the guy I was learning from. And I was like, well, I can be a teacher. Then I can be there for people outside of my teaching hours. I don't have to charge him anything. Anyway, all that process has led to where I'm at with first class business and building Passion Pro and our different programs for Latinos. And I've been through many therapy programs myself. We and, need uh, one that I can refer people to. Go ahead. Spanish. Yes, I want to add, thank you for reminding me. So much amazing things going on that we just launched our program in Spanish for the first language. Cool. It is live. We have two programs, one for people battling drugs or alcohol and one for people just for mental health. Um, hundred percent in Spanish virtually in any state that we're in all covered by insurance. Um, so that is live as of yesterday. Oh, wow. Cool. What timing. Oh, that's yes. awesome. My 14-year vision for Latinos and finding work that I've been building for a long time went live three weeks ago. Um, so what a what a weird, cool set of timing. God is good. Uh, yes. I'll say that. And the uh, so what I hear about uh, recovery unplugged too is it reminds me a lot of which I believe there's more room for in the world. It reminds me a lot of better help. Um, you know that that type of program that people can go to and and get help from is. Is there some alignment and harmony with with that type of a program and therapy therapify? Oh, that's the Spanish version. Sorry. Um, right. But so, so you know, we we offer again our virtual offering and our online offering is in the last year. Uh, that's the direction that we're going in. So, yes, um, we're offering uh, our, our focus is intensive outpatient therapy, where their focus is just individual therapists. Right. You call a therapy, spend forty five minutes yep. with them. Whatever it may be, um, what we're offering is 
what you would do in a group therapy session, intensive outpatient, three hours, three days a week, and then separately having that one-on-one with the therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we're taking everything that we've been successful with people coming in, you know, on the outpatient side and doing that online as well. Nice. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm really excited to see the vision continue to expand. Um, we'll be happy to do everything that we can to support the growth of, you. of what you're up to, Andrew, uh, connections, anything. Visionaries who are listening in, if you have the desire to connect, of course, on the landing pages, use those. I'm sure you connect with Andrew on LinkedIn. Uh, also subscribe on YouTube to their channel. And if you're in need uh, or you have a family member who's in need, um, then I'm actually curious if somebody is a family member that's in need, Andrew, um, do you guys have like a recommended starting point introduction of like how to ease people into that reality and experience? Listen, that, that I was that family member, right? I took several family members to rehab many times, didn't know what I didn't know at the time. So my whole thing is always, you know, that's what we do. That's what our 24 hour life saving center does. Uh, we have trained interventionists, amazing people that also work directly for recovery unplugged, um, that will go out and do those as well. Uh, if need be. Um, so just call us and you know have the conversation of what's going on. Everybody's got a different story. There's no mm. do this or do that. It's so in other words, I can call you guys and ask like if I have somebody in my life who needs help, but they're just not willing to seek it. I call and ask you guys how I could go about that. Nobody um, wakes up that I've met in 10 years and says, I want to go to rehab today. Right. <laughs> right. It's just when nobody's not shown up and be like, I'm here, right? There's always a uh, situation, conversation, intervention. There's always something that will need to occur for that individual to take the next step. Uh, and a lot of times it's just a phone conversation where somebody calls up and they say, you know, I, I get it all the time. People call me, Andrew, I know you've been through this. My mom, dad, sister, brother, husband, wife, kid, whatever, name it. What do I do? And then I call, you know, one of our, one of our trained, amazing uh, interventionists and they do a phone call. And then the next day, you know, we're helping that person. That's awesome. That's, that's really, really helpful to know. Um, I wouldn't sure if like, you know, what if you, you know, if you had a spouse, for instance, and you just kind of left recovery unplugged open <laughs> on the computer, so they might see it when they go in, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not an interventionist, but that's also why I wouldn't follow what I just said. Yeah. If I were in a position where I had somebody that I wanted to go through that, then calling and working with somebody who's an expert and can help you know how to navigate that would be really helpful. Um, and visionaries, a, a lot of us have gone through addictions or have addictive personalities. And this is not something to shy away from because when we can resolve whatever inner turmoils we have, and if you listen to some of the greatest coaches of all time, mindset That's is it. one of the most important things to be able to control is what's going on internally so you can get the external results that you're also hoping for. Last thing, visionaries, if you want to be on the show, if you've got a vision to share in the top right corner, you'll see a button that says, be our guest. That's your opportunity to apply to be on the show. Um, feel free to leave your questions and comments as well um, in the in the comments section so that Andrew and I can get back to you if you have any, <clears throat> any feedback, any insights. Also, if you have feedback for the show, we're always open to feedback. Andrew, this is an absolute honor, man. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity.
Absolutely. Everybody, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out your vision.